Today on Lockdown Red Wings, can Marco Casper make the team? And breaking down Lalone's comments on the 97 on the Ticket morning show earlier this week. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm a podcast producer for the Daily J, a WWJ News Radio podcast. Well, Scotty's host over at Lockdown Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And today's episode is brought to you guy, uh, brought to you today by FanDuel, official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. And on today's episode, guys, we are going to be breaking down Derek Lalone's comments on the 97 won the ticket morning show earlier this week. Guy was Jim Costa filling in for Stoney. He was with John Jansen. Lalone joined the show and, like usual, spoke very candidly and actually gave answers when asked. Uh, and then also we're going to be talking about Marco Casper kind of continuing our player previews. It's less of a preview and more of just a conversation about the realistics, uh, realistic opportunity Marco Casper has of making the Red Wings team straight out of training camp. But first, Scotty, how you doing, buddy? Doing well, man. Doing well. Yeah. Nice. Uh, you know, high school football is, uh, is back. So my, my Thursday for a little bit, but mostly my Friday nights getting a little busier, but uh fun time of year, man. College football starting tonight. Uh, well, oh, last yeah. night as people are listening to this. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's, uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful time of year. I'm very pumped. Yeah, it's going to be it's exciting time of year starting back up football and then hockey right around the corner. Following right around that. the corner, baby, right around the way. I'm super excited. Absolutely. And then for you, for your purposes, MLB playoffs, not for the Tigers, but hey, in general, as a, a baseball fan, you got to be pretty pumped for that. Correct. Yeah. Well, yeah, Tigers offseason is, is going to be a crazy one, too. Yeah, definitely a uh, fun time of year. But let's move on to our main topics today. We're, we're going to lead off talking about the Derek, uh, the Derek Lalone interview on 97 on the Tickets Morning Show. And like I said, he very candid, like usual. And the first thing that, you know, popped to me, there were several great topics and he gave good answers on everything. But they asked him about Lucas Raymond and where they thought he was at. And Derek Lalone said he put on eight to nine pounds this past offseason. And that, Scotty, excites me because in all the conversations we've had, surrounding Lucas Raymond all offseason was the fact that he's undersized only he was five foot 11 170 pounds according to cap friendly I don't know how accurate that is but an extra eight to nine pounds would put him around the 180 range and that's like an eight to nine pound gain of muscle is not insignificant because muscle is dense so to add eight to nine pounds in one offseason if that is accurate and not just like a guesstimation that's significant and we talk about how his strength is the like the one area he really desperately needed to do improve on because he'd get knocked off pucks really easily. I mean, I'm not going to go as far as to say it could poison him to have a breakout season, but he, um, I, I think it will help his game a ton. You know, I do think that it will go a long way of at least getting him back to where he was the rookie season, if not surpassed that. And we said that for this team to succeed, Lucas Raymond has to be a stud. Like he has to be a guy who can get, you know, 60, 60 plus points. And I think eight to nine pounds can go a long way to securing that being able to protect the puck will go a long way into securing that. So not to make too much out of a, a one-off comment from Derek Lalonde during an interview, but you know, that size in the NHL, considering how tall he is, is, is vital for his success. 
Yeah, for sure. It's, you know, I, a lot of people got very, very excited about it. And, uh, you know, I'm not trying to, to dump my hand in anybody's Cheerios or anything, but like, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not throwing a parade, um, because he, he, he gained eight pounds in, in, you know, in a summer. Um, it, it, now it, it is very reassuring to know that like the thing that everyone is very well aware is like the biggest thing that he has to work on is also like clearly in the organization's eyes and in Lucas Raymond's eyes, the biggest thing that he has to work on is like, that's obviously great. And he clearly is working on it, but I mean, we, you know, we, we haven't seen him on the ice yet. We got to see if it translates to how that, you know, uh, if that is true, like, you know, that the size has to translate as well. Like, uh, you know, there, there's, uh, plenty more to it than just like gaining weight. And, you know, I've, I've, I've been through the best shape of his life thing for over a decade with Miguel <laughs> Cabrera on the tiger side. So I'm not, I'm not, not exactly uh, as excited maybe off, off of one report on, you know, eight pounds in August as maybe a lot of other fans are, but again, like I'm not trying to be a downer. Like that is the biggest thing that he needs to improve on. And clearly him and the organization agree. So it's great that we're all seeing eye to eye and he's clearly taking steps in the right direction. I hope it translates to, uh, to the season. Well, it also shows like a dedication to yeah. get better and to get bigger. And I mean, that's another thing too, is just like, you know, he realizes this was an area that he had to improve on and to actually dedicate himself and the summer to improving that aspect of his game. You know, that shows me that he wants to be the guy in Detroit. So not only does he need to be, he, he wants to be, and that's not insignificant to me. So I was really excited to hear that. Hopefully it's like I said, accurate and not just like a guesstimation. Um, Cause that was something uh, that was something he needed for sure. Uh, yeah. He also mentioned, they talked about the scoring and how important the addition of Alex to it was. And he straight up said it was a necessity. And that is something that you and I have, and all of Red Wings fandom has mentioned time and time again, the necessity that is Alex to addition. So I don't know. There's not really much there, but like, Hey, kind of cool that, you know, the Red Wings organization viewed it, as, as as big of an acquisition as the fan base did. No, I mean absolutely. I it, it's it's I mean we talked about golly, I, I it must have been like borderline every day at one point. You know, we we were talking about how uh how much this team needed top end goal scoring, top end goal scoring, it was the biggest thing and then we go through free agency and it's like, well, we had a depth scoring but not top end scoring and it kind of feels like the offseason is in, incomplete and then it got completed, right? And it's just mm. It's definitely, again, like when we talk about the biggest holes and like the the areas for improvement on this team dating back to like February or January of last year when the wheels started, you know, coming off a little bit. It's just, it's nice to hear that, you know, the head coach of the hockey team uh, like agreed with the same thing. So we're not sitting here like, man, like this is a huge blind spot. Like they just think they're good here. Like it's nice to hear, like, you know, no, that. They, they, they understand the areas for improvement and see the same things that uh, that we have for the last, you know, six to eight months. Yeah, and I mean, speaking of acquisitions, uh, he talked about Jeff Petrie. He said that Iserman, I think, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but I believe what was said is Iserman reached out and was like, hey, do you think we should get any other defensemen? And yeah. Derek alone, I remember this part, Derek alone was very adamant of adding another defenseman for the right side. And he said that, two weeks went by and it was just radio silence on Steve Eiserman's part. He didn't hear anything. So he thought it, what nothing was happening. And then bang, you know, Jeff Petrie was at a Detroit Red Wing and, you know, really spoke to 
one, the veteran presence of a guy who's made it to the Stanley Cup final and, you know, yeah. has done it and has played at a high level for, you know, the bulk of his career, but also the the maturity that he has and that he carries himself with and that he was really excited to bring on a uh, a veteran like Jeff Petrie. For sure. And and that's, um, again, I guess, like broken record. Like that's another thing that we knew going into the season, like we – not that, you know, Petrie is some like going to be a top four defenseman consistently or anything like that, but just going from, again, improving your depth, like going from uh, a point that we were at, which was like, hey, we have our clear top six, we have a clear seventh D-man, and now the that's not the case, and that's because the depth got better, not because of any other reason. So, yeah, it's uh, it's nice, and, and the blue line is something we've talked about a lot, too. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to take another. We're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we're going to continue the conversation. There were a few more things he brought up, and then when that's done, we'll move on to talking about Marco Casper. Uh, but first, I got to talk to you guys today about FanDuel. Let's get that overlay up for you guys. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet five dollars and get two hundred in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and can be used on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Segment two, Locked On Red Wings podcasts. Scotty and I are breaking down the comments from Derek alone, trying our best to read way too much into them. Um, he was happy, on the, August. <laughs> happy August, happy August, September. September. happy yeah. September. Yeah. Ooh. I forgot. I guess today is the first day of September as uh, people are listening to this. So. We're so back. Uh, we are so back. <laughs> uh, he also talked about Simon Edvinson, uh, just mostly spoke about rookies in general, but when asked specifically about Edvinson and the surgery, he had mentioned that he has not been cleared to play yet. Uh, but like everything, it'll be determined by Edvinson whether or not he makes the team when he is ready to return. And that's something that you and I talked about on Monday's episode when we talked about Edvinson and we talked about Soderblom and whether or not they have a realistic shot at making the roster. Something we'll probably talk about with Marco Casper in this uh, upcoming segment, you know, he mentioned that it's just going to be on Edvinson to make the team. For sure. Well, and when talking about the, we had this conversation a little bit a few weeks back, but like this is not a situation where the seven that are penciled in and are going to almost assuredly make the opening night roster given health <clears throat> is not like the greatest seven ever assembled to where like if Edvinson's crushing it, the first three months of the year, there's just not a spot for him, right? And, like, there, there's so many factors in that. Mata, it, it, you know, will only have one year left. Um, and and Petrie, like, that money is spread out evenly amongst all 32 teams at this point. Like, there, there's plenty of opportunity for if if Edvinson is, is crushing it to find a spot for him on this roster. But um, if he doesn't, like – you know, break out and, and have like the best first half of the season ever, then like you have a solid seven and that's a, a nice balance. That's a good, good, good problem to have. Not a bad one. Absolutely. And you know, the last thing in this interview that was brought up and I think was probably the most significant was them talking about playoffs. Uh, Lalone yeah. spoke again about how last season he was 
pretty open and candid about the team wasn't ready to make the playoffs. And he said that made him unpopular in the locker room at times, especially, you know, around that New York Rangers win where they're in the middle of that hot streak and they were right, like literally holding onto a playoff spot. Um, you know, it, the team got hot. The team got really hot. And he says that the team still made the right decision at trading and selling in the deadline after those two uh, really big losses. And he said that this year with the additions they've made in the offseason and the steps forward, they have to see, you know, that they will be significant and in, in the playoff race. And I, he said, and I quote, you know, they're going to take natural steps of progression and we're going to push that. We want them to lead our team talking about Dylan Larkin, Lucas Raymond and Moritz Sider. And he also said that nobody has the Red Wings projected to make the playoffs this year, but it's, you've seen teams make big pushes in the past. He said just a couple of years ago, uh, and uh, I think he, he used something like it was like almost a backhanded compliment where he called Montreal like an, a, an average team <laughs> uh, made the Stanley Cup final out of nowhere. Well, even He's, I mean, not that, you know, they didn't hoist the cup or anything, but even like the Devils more recently. Right. Like the Devils were projected to be one of the worst teams in the NHL, you know, and, and had been over the last few years and uh, took a massive step forward. So, yeah, not, you know, not that we're anyone's projecting the wings to be like one of the five or six worst teams in the league, but like, it's definitely possible. Yeah. And when talking about like the red wings spot in the Atlantic division about how they're moving up in the Eastern conference, but not up in the Atlantic division, he said, that's not a knock on us. That's just, yeah, that's just how competitive the Atlantic division is. And he goes, he goes on to say, if the red wings were in the Western conference, they would have made the playoffs. Love he said, it. If we played in the West, we would have made the playoffs because the red wings went 16, eight and eight. Uh, against the West in last year, which is 102 point pace over a full season. Oh, and that part, that so second part there is the uh, head coach of the Red Wings pro rates. Is that what I'm hearing? That is what you just heard. That's what I'm hearing. That's great, man. I, I, I that's interesting. That's very interesting. He pro rates stuff. That's crazy. Um, that last part though, the pro rating part was actually a, a quote from Will Birchfield's article breaking down this as well. Oh, okay. So it was Will that prorated, not Lalone. The Lalone part he insinuated. He insinuated yeah. that he prorates. The Lalone part was he played in the West and they would have made if they played in the West, they would have made the playoffs. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just he he thinks that the Red Wings can take a big step forward and that they're gonna be significant and like be down to the wire. Um, he says when we get there, they want it to be sustainable. So I I just it's great to hear him say these things about, you know, he, he looks that for the team to take a big step forward this year. And that's something that we all want. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I think the biggest thing is, you know, we've talked about it a few times this off season. I don't think this is a playoffs or bust season necessarily, mm. but it, it definitely is a, like, assuming you have a relatively clean slate of health, like you need to be playing meaningful hockey in April. Like whether that's, you know what I mean? Whether that's, that's like you're fighting for, for positioning or whether you're, you're, you know, like in the playoff picture and trying to hold on to it or whether you're two points out and like every game matters that that's all like whatever. And I'm sure when we're in the moment, if we're losing those games, that'll be super frustrating and, and we'll forget about this conversation in August, but like it's September, but it's uh it's, it's just, it's one of those things where like that should be. The, a, a natural step forward from last year would be to be playing meaningful hockey throughout the entire season. Like if we replicated what Buffalo did last year, as far as, you know, like being in the playoffs literally until the final day, that'd be heartbreaking, but like that would be a good step forward. And I think you could build off that for next year. Absolutely. Uh, Scotty, 
let's transition now into talking about Marco Casper. Uh, we talked about Soderblom. We talked about Edvinson. Marco Casper played one game with the Detroit Red Wings last year after spending the entire season in the SHL. Unfortunately, that one game was all it he could play because of an injury. Um, last year in the SHL, he played with uh, Rogla of the uh, again of the SHL. Duh. He had 23 points in 52 games played, eight goals, 15 assists. Uh, came over and he looked pretty comfortable with the Red Wings in that one game played. And I guess the question here regarding Marco Gasper is how th- big of a threat is he at center? How big of a threat is he at taking away a spot from a Joe Valeno, a Comfer, or a cop? Definitely not Larkin. <laughs> yeah, I-, I don't think he's a threat to take one away from Comfer or cop early in the season. I think that that would have to be like if cop just like doesn't figure it out and just kind of like replicates the not necessarily awful, but like slow kind of like not living up to expectations play from last year. Then, and Casper just like sets the world on fire. Then I guess there might be a world where by the end of the season cop is like your four C. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, 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 I early on in the season, especially he's definitely not going to overtake any of those three. I do genuinely think there is a non-zero chance. Like there is a real world possibility where, and like, I'm not saying this is likely, I'm not like trying to go out on a limb and, or, or say anything, you know, like Nolan used to do Nostradamus. I'm not trying to, not trying to be that, but it genuinely would not shock me if Marco Casper was the fourth line center on opening night over Joe Valeno. That would not be like the most surprising thing in the world to me. Do I think it's likely? No. I, if I, if I was a betting man, I'd go to FanDuel and I'd, and I'd put money on if for some reason fourth line center opening night was a prop for the Red Wings. <laughs> um, I, I would put that on Valeno being the 4C. But I think there is a a very like above 0% chance that um, that's in the realm of possibility. Like Valeno just has no security. He he, uh, he hasn't really shown a prolonged stretch of um, of being like a solidified center at the NHL level uh, in his NHL career so far. Um, and he's making 800k like there's just any you know rfa status and whatnot like there's just there's not a lot that's that's like securing him if casper was to light the world on fire Um, again not likely but i think that it's a little bit more possible than maybe uh, some people realize on september 1st see i'm kind of more warm on the idea than you are that marco casper might make the team out of training camp just because I mean, this roster one is the most competitive it's ever been. Uh, the the acquisitions Good. that Eisman has made healthy. means that there's a lot of NHL level talent on the roster, but the center depth still is kind of meh. I mean, obviously you got Larkin, you got, you got three, you got three Larkin, Comfer, and Cop. Uh, obviously, Michael Rasmussen can play center, so can um, Robbie Fabry. But like those guys aren't full time centers for the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, you have three, and those three even like there's an argument that ne- that none. How do I word this? There's an argument that like Comfer and Cop are are not like high end two C's either. Like you you have three, you have your top three presumably, but um, it's still you know if you can get better at center, that's still very much something that the Wings should implore. Well, and think about it, Marco Casper played that one game. He was two C. He came yeah. in and immediately became the two C. Now, part of that might have been like if you're going to get his wheat fat, wheat wet, wheat fat, 
wow. feet wet. You might as well throw him in the deep end and see how he performs because he's not going to get a lot of development on the on the fourth line. And plus, at that point, the season was relative, like for all intents and purposes, over. Like they weren't going to make the playoffs, even though they weren't eliminated, eliminated yet. So there is an element of that in there as well. But I wouldn't. I just wouldn't be shocked if come the the cuts start getting made and you're seeing him not getting cut, not getting cut, not getting cut, cut, and then all of a sudden this season's here and he's still on the roster because I just don't, and I, I hate to keep bagging on the guy because it's nothing against Joe Valeno, but I don't think Joe Valeno is your center of the future on 4C. And I wouldn't be surprised. And even if Valeno does continue to play center at 4C, I wouldn't be surprised if Marco Casper makes the team and they either put him at wing until he's ready to make the transition full-time at center, sure. or they put him at center and put cop for a cop at the wing. Like, I think, like you said, there's a non-zero chance, but I think the possibility isn't non-zero. I think the possibility is real. Now, I don't think it's a high possibility, like you were saying. I, I'm not, wouldn't, again, recommend you guys go to FanDuel and, <laughs> you know, put the bet on him to make the team out of training camp. But I think that it's a real threat. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it, it certainly is. I think it's something that... You know, we talked the last couple of off seasons, there's been like one player that everybody kind of hones in on. Like, uh, you know, like there was this, this everyone knew Cider was going to make the team out of camp, but like the Raymond was like the one right two summers ago. Like that was one Nolan called way, way early it was, on. It was and, incredible. And like in like the previous April, he was like, Raymond's making the team out of camp. And everybody was like, you don't, that's ridiculous. And then he did. And then last year, it was, I mean, by the end of camp, it was Soderblom, but, it, you know. There's one um, every year. Right. There's just, like, there's someone, Edvinson last year as well was the one that, like, people had more of an eye on for sure. And then now this year, it, it, I think that it's it's Casperin, whether that's a guarantee that he makes the team or not. Um, I, again, like, it's not a guarantee, but I, it, there is a, a very real chance that that dude can play his way onto the roster for sure. There's not a ton of... They did improve their depth, but there's not a ton of like job security necessarily in that bottom line and 13th skater. Yeah, absolutely. We're, uh, we're going to take another quick break, and when we come back, we'll finish up this conversation and then move on to some news and notes, and maybe if we have time. How do you feel about it, Friday? We'll see. So stay tuned to Lockdown Red Wings. Segment three, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty and I are talking about Marco Casper. Uh, you finished off by saying like there wasn't a lot of job security in that bottom six as that bottom line in particular. And I, I tend to agree with you. I don't really have much more to say on the Marco Casper thing. I just really want to, you know, wrap up my thoughts and just again, say, I, I do think that the chance, the possibility there is real. And again, not to parrot what Steve Eisenman says, because we say this all the time, but like it's on the players, you know, Eisenman's not going to send a guy down to the AHL because there's too many guys on NHL contracts. Like he's going to play and roster the best team possible, especially this point in the rebuild. So yeah, I mean, if, if Marco Casper proves himself ready, he's going to play. And I think Marco Casper's closer than we think. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and just, you know, we can end it on saying a nice thing about Joe Valeno is like, I, I, I'm not like writing the ship off on him. I think that this is the year though. Like this is the year he needs to prove it. Um, th This is, I, I think a huge, uh, like I, I, like a huge, uh, I have some buddies who call it a cliff year. Like this is the year that kind of determines, you know what I mean? Like the, where he's going to stand in the fan bases in the front office's eyes. And, uh, if he comes out and, and he sets the world on fire in, uh, in, in camp and, and plays his way to being, you know, kind of that 
taking the the four C job and running with it, then then good for him. Uh, I I hope that he can play his way into that caliber of player. It's just, you know, if you're playing the odds, I, I think Casper has has a better chance than a lot of people realize. Yep, I agree with you, um, Scotty. Did you see the Red Wings kind of tweeted out a little teaser for their ice and like there's going to be a small change to the way the ice looks this year? Oh no, I didn't. They're gonna so and it's nothing major and it was just a short teaser video. The the red line at center ice is going to have the Red Wings logo on it now. A lot of teams in the league do this where they have like the logo intermittent with like the little the white dashes inside yeah, the yeah. red line. So the Red Wings logo is going to have that on it now, which I think is pretty cool. That is cool. I like it. Uh, that's that's my news and notes. I don't think there's anything that else. Was good. I, that was really good news and notes, man. I, I, I respect it. Awesome. I'm glad, I'm glad you think so, man. It was really exciting. <sighs> I'm trying to think of like, is anything else? Do this like, dead period. Big- just like hockey news in general. I'm just like trying to think if, if there's anything really. Oh, Matthews. We didn't talk about that. Oh, Austin yeah. Matthews. So he's like, out, you know, everyone, the big Austin Matthews sweepstakes of free agency is now. See ya. Signs an extension with Toronto. Yeah, I mean, like that was always the case. I mean, they're, they're still going to have to make a decision, I feel, on like. There, yeah, the, the guys around him, there is definitely still a decision to like, be made. How you can't you, keep everyone. There's no way you can keep Ma- Marner, Marner and Nylander like, on top of that. I don't I don't get yeah. it. It's just not possible. Um, Unless so, a lot of fake injuries start happening. Exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see. Sam Gagne signed a PTO with the... The dog. Yeah, with the uh, Edmonton Oilers returning Absolute home. Absolute dog. Good for him. And then Danny DeKaiser is now a real estate agent, apparently. Dude, yeah, the real estate agent, and he did a he did a meet and greet at like a Kroger or something out in Macomb. Yeah, so I got a I had a buddy of mine send me a text. It was like, uh, not not a huge Red Wings person yet, and was like, are these people good? And like (laughs) one of them was Danny DeKaiser. I was like, oh my goodness. I mean, okay, man. some people just, uh, they don't like their retirement life, especially when retirement hits you at like 35. So I can't, yeah. I don't, I don't blame him. Uh, also the Red Wings are going to have 13 national games this year. Between yeah. NHL oh, Network yeah. And yeah. That ESPN. is something we should talk about. Yeah. 13. That's too much. That's too much. I, because national, because we lose them all. No, because it means we have to watch the ESPN broadcasts. Yeah. Also, I have the Bally sports app, so I can't watch those. You can't, what? I can't watch those. I have the ESPN. Um, I have the Bally Sports app. So if it's on ESPN, I can't watch it because I don't have cable because I'm poor. Oh, well, I <laughs> I mean, you have a way of getting ESPN. <laughs> Are you saying I should sail the high seas? I have no clue what that means. All right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. No, I'm not. Good. I'm, we don't endorse that here. Yeah, of course we don't. I'm. We don't endorse sharing. Oh yeah, either. yeah. What's your password, Scotty? <laughs> What's your password? <laughs> Just say it right here on the on the on the podcast. Let everyone know what your username and password is. For sure. How Are do you feel? stare at each other <laughs> for the next three minutes? How do you feel about? the dents that this hat leaves on my head. How do you feel about Locked On's newest sponsor? Not on the NHL channel, it's not. I will be personally offended if I have to read an ad read for hair growth serum, all right? 
for you guys out of the know, I need it so bad. The MLB, uh, lockdown MLB channel has gotten like a hair growth serum as the read. And Scotty's been telling me that he desperately needs them to be our sponsor here at lockdown Red Wings for like the last week and a half, because he just wants to see me squirm, which is really, I'm sure you read that. Yes. Listen, I'm comfortable in my hair situation. My That's fo- good. And uh, being follically challenged. Like, I'm, I, I'm, I've come to peace with it a long time ago, in fact. That's great. So it would be even funnier, then, if you had to do the ad. I, I would just put, like, share screen up and have you read it. <laughs> <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be a better, like, uh, it's all, I'd be a bad spokesman. Like, let's be honest. Like, I'm talking about hair growth serum while I'm bald as all get out. Like that's not right. That's a nice save. Thanks. Um, you'd be a better can you'd be a better one because you could just be like, guys, you know, just grow my hair out to where it used to be. I don't know if I don't know if people realize back in the day I had like a fro, like a full on, like it was it was a lot of hair. Didn't you have weren't you on a podcast recently and they the photo they used of you was from like middle school? And yes. like it was you with that giant like yeah. You have like really thick curly hair. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very. Yeah. It was. It's very. Yeah. It, it used to get. It used to get crazy. Yes. They. Uh, that was a picture. I want to say like. Probably like two years ago now. Somehow that picture like got out there, and for the next like four days, all of my replies were just people that like made it into a meme format, and it had like like top text, bottom text, and like people were just like swarming my mentions with pictures of myself and how my hair used to look and uh that one yeah made a comeback there about a month as they should yeah beauty absolute beauty i actually the reason my hair is short now is because i lost a bet i literally bet my hair on a college basketball game and uh obviously lost so then got a buzz cut and then as it was growing back, it got to like this length. And I was like, this is actually great. I really like this. And now five years later already, we're still here. So. Yeah, weird thing. Same thing happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, that's, yeah, for sure. It was, um, it was the original Sister Jean Loyola run. That was, oh, that was wow. it. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was the Cinderella story. Is that 2018? But yeah, I really liked uh the miami hurricanes that year and they played them in the first round. i loved lonnie walker who was on that team and uh, loyola beat them and it wasn't like oh the first round it was literally before the tournament started somebody was like loyola chicago like cinderella of the tourney and i was like shut up dude like you're that's so stupid like no they're losing in the first round and they were like well if loyola makes the uh like elite eight will you like get a buzz cut and i was like no and then they were like how about the final four and i was like sure dude that's never gonna happen and then here we are yeah must be awful or maybe they made the elite eight not the final four regardless whatever round they ended up making that was what the bet was and i'm not uh, i'm not well versed in basketball so very you're like listing names to me and i'm like yeah those are people for sure Oh, I mean, like, regardless, it's just the fact that, like, it's very, I feel like it's rather on brand for, like, my the way my hair looks now was because of a sporting event. Like, that's very, yeah, very, very on brand. on brand. All right, Scotty, we're going to hit it into the weekend. Uh, I know Labor Day is on Monday, so uh, you'll get three episodes next week regardless. Just don't know what days yeah, of those we got to figure out our weekends here. Yeah, so... 
see you guys next time. Scotty, any final thoughts? We ball. All right. Be back with a new episode early next week. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Every day. Weirdo. What? I just wanted to sound like Scotty. Be quiet, dude.